0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Yo, what's up and welcome to the Lakers Huddle newest series dropping monthly on the hashtag Lakers podcast where we'll go inside the coach's huddle to break down Lakers basketball. Uh, we'll discuss how the team and the specific players have been doing month to month and we'll talk about you know the good, the bad, what's working, what's not and what adjustments need to be made. Uh, I'm Yola Gazzo. I'm joined by Coach Tink and Raj. Guys how are you doing today?
0: I am doing great man doing great. It's a beautiful Thursday night here in uh, California so uh, I am doing I'm doing great.
2: Same here, just looking forward to uh, watching some Laker basketball here this weekend, so let's get moving. Dude, it gets me all giddy inside,
1: man. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Lakers about to start, we had media day, um, we had the first couple of days of training camp, and yeah, we heard earlier this week also that um, the starting lineup for the Lakers um, featured Russ, Wayne Ellington. Trevor Ariza, LeBron, and AD. That's what was reported. Um, There was a little bit, somewhat of an update earlier today. Frank Vogel said that uh, the starting perimeter spots around LeBron, AD, and Russ would come down really to uh, the players that balance three-point shooting, floor spacing, and perimeter defense the best. So, you know, I want to talk about Uh, all of that let's talk about you know first of all like the reported starting lineup right and how do you guys see them fitting together we can also talk about how how do those pieces fit around uh you know the bench pieces fit around them as well
0: so Raj coach Tink what do you guys think so I was like super clear over the summer and I'm getting some heat for it because I thought we would start DeAndre Jordan or Dwight Howard or whatever I was not convinced that we were going to start, you know, AD at the five, because that's what he's been telling us. And, you know, when someone tells me something, I kind of believe it, but just hearing it now from, you know, how you say, hear it from the horse's mouth, hearing it from AD's mouth on media day, you know, saying that the plan is to start him at the five. And that was always their best lineup to me. That was never the question. I just never had an issue with starting at him at four I didn't think he needed to play the full game and he's still not going to he's going to play a lot of power forward lineups but yeah but that lineup that came out from I believe Shams uh Bill Orham, and uh Sam Amick, and uh they wouldn't release that information uh without uh without having it really sourced and I think it's great I was really high on Wayne Ellington he was probably my favorite kind of outside of the main guys obviously Russ signing that we have just having that kind of movement shooter you need at least one one super knockdown shooter in that lineup, right? With Russ, Braun, Ad, three guys that want to really attack the rim, want to get to the basket. At least one elite shooter changes everything. We saw even last year with KCP being our kind of designated shooter. When he's when he's on, we really don't lose, right? And so like having Wayne, a guy who's even more dynamic, in that I think it fits great. And we'll see it with Ariza. I think him and baysmore will fight for that kind of spot. Ariza's 36. And I don't really want him having the main defensive kind of uh, issue every night. So just having some more youth in there i think will help but just that will be kind of fluid we know the main kind of three there and and the big news to me was AD at the five but i think that lineup is gonna be fun they'll run uh, and uh, russ and braun are just crazy playmakers and you have a bunch of finishes there i think it'll be great
2: i'm gonna kind of say my piece i i think ad will start at the five um but i do think that's i think that is a fluid lineup um So we may see that on opening night because of the matchup of Golden State. And that fits AD well at the five and it fits the Lakers well at the five. Uh, but when they turn around and play Denver, let's say, you know, I'm not, not the AD can't guard him, but does it benefit the Lakers to maybe plug in Dwight Howard or DeAndre Jordan to add size? I'm going to assume that throughout the season, we're going to see plenty of fluidity in that four and five with AD probably starting 50 to 60% of the games at the five, because quite frankly, there's not enough teams that have that matchup disadvantage that really plays against AD, um, if it, the other part is if AD is truly in shape and if he is, if he has, you know, developed um, the ways that he needs to develop in terms of his um, physical stature, which he looks to be uh, in that place, he can guard any five in the NBA anyway. So I'm not taking away from that. But, um, you know, last year, I don't know that I would have said that. Um, and this mm-hmm. year, I, I'm hoping, and from from the looks of it, and from the sounds of it, I think that's going to be the case. So I think that lineup will be fluid. As I said, I love Wayne Ellington as a sniper, as you uh, hit on Raj. I think that is an absolute must. Specifically, as you said, with Russ Braun and AD, three guys that are just going to they are going to cause you know all sorts of hell in the lane. Um, and so Wayne Ellington, who is you know a top two or three guy in terms of catch and shoot in the league will, I think he's going to find himself open more than he's even going to be comfortable with. I think in a lot of cases. Um, And I like Ariza um, the length. um, But as you said, could that be another fluid change as well? Mm -hmm. Potentially. Yes. So I, you know, I see AD at the five and four and I think Ariza, as you said, is probably fluid. I think Wayne Ellington could be fluid too. Yeah, I think the three for sure's are obviously Russ, Brown, and 80. And after that, I th- I just, my personal opinion is I'm not hell bent on AD at yeah. the five to start every game. But with that being said, is that a hell of a starting five? Yes, that is yes. a great starting five. And it also plays well to the bench unit. It, it leaves a really good mixture of bench uh, if that is truly the starting five.
1: I mean, that's true. I mean, it, it, it's really a, I, I, I like the idea of a sort of a plug and play kind of system where you have the three stars and then you you plug and play, depending on the matchup. I like that idea. Will Vogel do it? I don't know, because we haven't really seen him do it. He's always stuck with the starting lineup uh, that he's he's sort of drawn up. Um, So, I guess we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there. I, I do like Wayne Ellington at the two. Uh, like you guys said, his shooting, I think that's the biggest thing that we were looking, like one of the biggest things that we were looking for, right? The We had three goals in mind, right? Shooting, playmaking, and and getting those two bigs. So having Wayne Ellington, sharp shooter, elite shooter, uh, it's going to, to be great. Uh, again, we can plug and play with him. Um, with the news that... You know, what, what uh, Frank Vogel said today, uh, you know, the, the balancing that three-point shooting and the perimeter defense, I could see Bazemore uh, fitting in there r- right in, in the two-spot. Two he's really gr- uh, great at defense, um, and, um, and I could also see a reason there, but I think just because of his age, I think he's more of a wing player now, um, uh, and so I, I do see him there at the
0: three-spot. Um, a guy that a guy that we're really not even thinking of as well is tht right yeah like i know he's only 20 but you look at the roster i mean he's the fourth highest player by fourth highest paid player on this team like that's just crazy i know that's a, that's weird to think about it's just how the cap kind of work but he is and uh i was listening to vogel actually on the spectrum interview as well and he brought him up for his defense as well and tht at his press conference his first question was on the defensive end as well and vogel is a guy that's what he's going to fall back to, right? He can talk about this fast break. He could talk about this offense-heavy, laden team and how you know they're going to try to beat teams by pushing the pace. But he's a guy that falls back onto defense. He started JaVale McGee every single game, even though it frustrated all of us sometimes, even though we would start out for some reason not being able to score with LeBron and AD on the floor. He started two bigs because he liked how it looked defensively and... I think he he can still go to that. I know what the I know the Shams article. I, I think they're right. I think that's what he's leaning towards. But if he plays DJ and AD together and it's working, I think he could totally go, go towards it. And I think the opinion of AD matters too. I feel like online too much, we try to throw away the opinion of the player. I think the guy who's actually going out and playing both positions, like his opinion actually matters in this. Maybe there's a reason he doesn't want to play center full time. You know I mean? Being the full-time rim protector, being the full-time rebounder. And on this team, it's a little different. You have Russ and Braun to be able to pull down on rebounds, but you know, there's a reason why AD doesn't want to play. Maybe it's a mental advantage, whatever it is. I think it's important to take his opinion on this too. And i agree with you, coach. I think it's all fluid here. Those three dudes are going to play a bunch of minutes. And after that, it's uh, it's it's a question mark of who wins in camp. Kendrick Nunn could start thd could start like this team is this team has like 14 dudes other than the hillbilly kobe who's gonna play to me like that carmel carmel's not gonna start but like you know he's 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 a player that's gonna get minutes so uh, i think you're right too this is a really fluid situation
2: which i think leads to the next point which is the bench right and yeah and so let's say that's the lineup i i love what you said raj um it the important part to remember is that there are six, seven, potentially eight other guys who we could plug and play in that starting lineup and it would be okay. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think it's, it it is something I said the other day and I I could be wrong. You know, I I could be proven wrong this year, but I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, this is the most versatile team. Um, potentially ever just based on if you actually like break down certain lineups and you plug certain people in the amount of different looks defensively and offensively that they can throw at you and the firepower they can give you all of a sudden this year, which is the one thing they've lacked. I mean, let's call it what it is the extra firepower, the extra book, the extra uh, boost on the offensive end. Um, You know, LeBron and AD showed that they could do enough. um, But you know they also relied heavily on KCP in that title run and you know he was fantastic in the play i mean they needed that to get over the play. they didn't have that last year um and you can only do so much and especially with that but now all of a sudden you look and it's like now wait a minute if 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 you have this lineup of five guys and then we come at you in a wave or a certain situation in a quarter for 4 minutes with this five guys it's like there this group actually is better in certain areas that it's almost uh as i said i just i think we're going to be witnessing one of the best seasons in terms of just the amount of different options he'll have it's going to put a lot of pressure on frank vogel though i think you guys Mm kind of were hitting on that a little bit like are you gonna i i will say i think he was ultra stubborn with javel mcgee because if you actually look at that roster I don't yeah. know that he had a ton of other choices it's- this time. He actually does like, there are a lot of different moving parts and pieces that he's going to have to make some tough decisions. But um, I think it's why the theme of camp and um, from the, from the initial um, press day was that, Hey, sacrifices everything on this team this year. We know it, we see it. It's going to be it's going to be a very real thing, and I do think they have the right guys to move forward with that. So, can we talk a little bit about that, that that that
1: that concept of sacrifice because I feel like that that was something that was missing last year. I don't know if if we didn't hear it enough, but I just feel like it was missing. Like the, there were a lot of egos running around and, and and maybe the the LeBron mini camp, the absence of that uh, um you know, had, had something to do with, with it. And as well as obviously training camp last year, the, really there, there was wasn't any, the, the practices, I believe Harrison was counting, Harrison Fagan was count, counting, counting those, I think it, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't much, it was just like a handful of them, right? Eight or, or, eight or seven of them. But, um, I want to talk a little bit about that 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 sort of aspect of the game just the 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 sacrifice the the chemistry uh between between them um and then I do like mark you, you had already mentioned I want to talk about sort of the bench sort of more of the like the non lebron minutes how yeah. how how sort of maybe how Westbrook changes all of that right so let let's talk about you know chemistry let's talk about sacrifice
0: so sacrifice is like a really easy thing to say like at a dinner in July right like oh yeah let's sacrifice or even in training camp that's a really easy thing to say and I'm sure if you go back in media day last year you see a few trinkles of that as well Um, but I I do think the age matters here as well that that 2019 team was older this team is a little bit older and look if you go ask 28 year old Carmel Anthony about sacrifice probably tell you get out the door right like sacrifice what like give me the ball and then you sacrifice like that's what's happening right Russell Westbrook go ask 27 year old Russell Westbrook to go sacrifice like that's probably not happening but 32 33 year old Russell Westbrook you you could see like a, a humility in Westbrook that was really different right like I know Westbrook's been in the league a very long time he's talked he's done a million interviews it's just interesting to hear him kind of talk about it as well because he's a guy like I feel like when he went to Houston him and Harden were like peers right when he went there they're both MVP winners both are kind of in that same age rate But when he talks about LeBron, it's like someone who's, you know, a little bit, a little bit more, he's, done more in his career than him you know he said that LeBron knows how to take it to the next level and just hearing a guy at Westbrook stature say say stuff like that kind of goes on the whole team and even Carmelo you could tell he's in a different stage of his career you have these minimum guys like Malik Monk who knows like hey I need to play well here I need to do my job here I can you know find myself you know as a minimum guy again and then Kendrick Nunn as well on the MLE so it's like interesting you have this nice young this mix of young guys with a lot of veterans Dwight Howard we know about him so I think that's where you get the sacrifice and chemistry and again that's easy. To say right now um and especially i think winning helps the lakers have a little bit of a softer schedule to start um so i think that really helps too if you can build that while winning early but yeah that that's my thing on sacrifice you hear it a lot early but something we do have to see in person because that's really easy to say right now you know a couple of days before they even touch the floor yeah it it's interesting
2: that you said that because as you were saying that i was starting to think about it and i was like man You know, I got to give Dwight Howard credit. You want to know why? Because Dwight Howard started all this two years ago, man. I would have (laughs) never thought Dwight Howard two years ago with where he was, Mm -hmm. even though he talked about it all the time. I didn't know that he actually would have the capability within himself to actually do it throughout the entire course of a season. And not only did he do that, but i give the guy credit there's something that says about that because we we lost him last year and we lost him and we i think we lost a big piece of that because it, what he brought was infectious to in mm-hmm. a lot of ways and it, you could tell when he was there all of a sudden guys like Kyle Kuzma and guys like you know even KCP and some of those guys like it's like they were like humbled a little bit watching this Dwight Howard guy who's just doing whatever it takes to win a title and i can't believe i'm giving Dwight Howard all the credit for this right now because I'm not even the biggest Dwight Howard fan but I love what he brings in that aspect and so for me knowing that he could do it I kind of have hope at least that some of these other guys who are currently trying to do what he did two years ago in terms of maybe tail end of their career or tail end of their career and really doing whatever it takes to get that last piece that they're missing in their career right and so I think um, I think for me, hearing them say that, I actually, I I tend to believe it a little bit more, but like Raj, as you said, it is really, it's an easy term to throw around. Matter of fact, I said it today to our guys before we did our skill work, you know, like, hey, we're going to have to shift gears and talk about a second. Well, it's easy to say it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot harder for guys to do when playing times on the line and, you know, the competitive you know, juices start flowing a little bit, all of a sudden that sacrifice term becomes a lot harder to just set aside and be like, well, I'm going to just bide my time and wait. And they have a lot of people that need to play. I mean, that there and there's a lot of people that could play. So um could be hard, but it is going to be what it takes, I think, for them to ultimately win another NBA championship, which, um, you know, I would hope is the ultimate goal. So, um, and I know it is, but I agree with you Raj it is very easy just to throw out there um but in order for them to do it in order for all these guys to get the the, this last piece of what they need in their career um a lot of them and I think there's a large amount of sacrifice for LeBron too but you Mm -hmm. want to know what that's a guy that's shown he can do it and he'll do it no matter what because that's what makes him how great he is anyway he he doesn't need to do anything extra but when the time comes he's just gonna guys just follow his lead and 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 it takes care of itself so um so yeah, that 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 is gonna be a, a huge key. I'm interested to see. I'm actually honestly interested to see even in this first preseason game on Sunday, because mm-hmm. I think I think this kind of, even though they're not all going to play potentially right. and they're not going to play a lot at all, No, but it, it just sets the tone right away. Do you guys remember that first preseason game when it was like, hey, statement made oh, they were kind of laughing <laughs> at them, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Lakers. And you know, sure enough, it was just kind of them setting the tone like, hey, this is who we're going to be this year. Right. There's going to be good. There's going to be bad. But at the end of the day, guys, if we want to get this done, this is what we got to do and i foresee a similar thing so um that's what i see with that now raj why don't you touch on these let's go back to with that sacrifice what is the team
0: going to look like when bron is sitting yeah for sure and just really last thing on your sacrifice thing i think it's also accountability right and you brought up dwight howard last year i also think not having rondo last year like really did hurt he's a guy Mm -hmm. that keeps people accountable and you need that when you're sacrificing but yeah with like the second unit man i've been thinking about this like so just in terms of roster construction like right like what's the point of having three stars it's so you can play two of them at all times right like just to me if you think about it conceptually when you have three stars you can have two on the, two on the floor at all times that's to me what non-Lebron minutes kind of should be. And that's why like I was okay with 80 starting at the four, because I want to hammer these Russ at the one, 80 at the five, second unit lineups. And you can plug and play there as well. Um, this whole team kind of fits that. Kendrick Nunn as well, right? Will be a kind of a backup guard there. That's kind of what I want to see. There should be no more of these, like LeBron goes off, we're eight, we're up 18, and then like it's a three-point game when he comes back. Like, These should stop now. Like, if you have Russ 80, that's just enough talent to beat at least 90% league, especially their second units, right? Like, you see on the Nets, James Harden comes and runs second units for the Nets, and they're just, they just kill teams because that's just kind of an unfair thing. And that's kind of how I see this team as well. Russ 80, screen and roll. You can fill and flay, put some shooters on the side. If it's Ellington, if it's Bazemore, if it's none, if it's THT, if it's, you can go on life. It's Carmelo, like at the four, like, who's become a 40% three point shooter himself as well. He talked about that as well, uh, upping his spot up gains. So that's what i want to see out the second unit when lebron goes out the floor i want uh, i want russ and ad on the floor and just be able to just to hammer teams and then you know lebron comes back in and then you can kind of you know dishearten teams in that way where they where they they really just had to deal with russ and ad for you know 10 for five minutes and you have to deal with lebron again coming back in for his you know second stretch of the second quarter so that's kind of i want to see it um what do, what do you guys think
1: look i i really think that for with russell Westbrook, i think his true value the true like how we're going to measure his true value is with these non-LeBron minutes, just because I, I think LeBron obviously is going to be handling the ball with 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 Westbrook. They're going to try and share the floor with each other and, and play make for each other, with each other, with AD at the, uh, over there uh, at the five or the four, depending on, on the lineup. But with these non LeBron w- minutes, I think Westbrook, uh, like he's done and so many times in his career where he, you know, he's, he's gone to, to, um, to Houston. He's gone to, to the Wizards and he's really just really improved that team, uh, from, from the previous year to, you know, the current. Um, so I, I, I just, I just think that, um, that, that we're going to see the be, you know we we're, we're going to see Russell Westbrook at his best um, without LeBron on the floor just because just, just just because of how how that all sort of fits together with LeBron James in in the lineup in, in on the court um it'll be interesting uh, it, I kind of want to go back to 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 sacrifice just just a little bit just cuz I, I I want to see sacrifice from AD I want to see him at the 5 right at the five at that starting game that that would be sacrificed for him the i think it'll be easier for the vets to 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 sort of you know sacrifice but, but uh, maybe a little bit harder for for the younger kids because we, we have Malik Monk who just uh, is coming off of a really great three-point shooting career uh, year, right? And so he wants to show that off. We have THT who's, you know, he's just signed a big deal. And so w- w- maybe he wants to prove himself. Um, and then obviously Kendrick Nunn. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see that sort of dynamic. Um, I think we're going to see uh, them... At, with with russell westbrook in these non-lebron minutes uh try and 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 show their stuff right with russell westbrook and i think russell westbrook will will um will make will will sort of help them highlight their games in in a way that no like lebron james does with with, uh with uh, with the teams that he's he's played with
2: and make no mistake you know Absolutely. In my opinion, I think we're about to see Anthony Davis have the best year, arguably, of his career, even with two other guys that that need and like to have the ball a lot. I still think that AD is the biggest beneficiary to a a LeBron, a LeBron Russ lineup and a non LeBron or non Russ lineup. I I still think AD is the beneficiary to all that simply because of the amount of pressure that. Russell Westbrook puts on a defense and obviously the gravity that LeBron has every time he's got the ball in his hands, no matter where he's at on the floor. So I foresee AD having arguably what could be the best year of his career. Um, And I think he's going to have an extremely high field goal percentage. And I think we're going to see, um, you know, an insane amount of dunks and lobs and stuff like that. Just, because you have to pick one or the other. And, and at some level, defensively, as an opposing team, you have to decide, like, okay, am I going to go over and try to help on Bron and Russ? Or am I going to hope that a pass gets deflected somehow or it's a bad pass? So, you know, a lot of the times they're just going to give some of those up because it's just going to be too hard to defend. And it's not even about the actions that are being run sometimes. It's just it's just the amount of pressure and gravity that both those guys hold. Um and so I foresee, you know, I foresee, um, you know, the non LeBron minutes going very well. And honestly, I think we're going to see a lot of run from those younger guys, because I think the games a lot of times are going to get out of control rather quickly. <laughs> I really do. So I, I honestly think we're going to see a lot of those minutes. And quite frankly, those minutes are going to be really good. Like Kent, that lineup of Kendrick Nunn, Malik, let's just say you went all bench, Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk. Trevor Reza or Kent Baysmore, uh, Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard or DeAndre Jordan, like that's a formidable five guys coming at you or coming at your second unit, you know, for, for an, you could play them for seven, eight minutes in a row and you shouldn't or couldn't lose the lead in most cases. So I just. As many players as need to play as I think about it more. And I was listening to you guys, I just I really think that the non leBron minutes are gonna be fantastic. But again, I think AD is gonna be the beneficiary of all that. I, I really do. I just I foresee him having huge numbers this year. Um, and and I also think that a lot of those other guys, you know, I think this might be a year going back to sacrifice one more time, where they understand all these guys are on a one-year contract. And so and some of that, you know, Kendrick Nunn signed for was it two or two years? Two years. And yeah. and THT signed for three, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this may be the year where they say, Hey, you guys are gonna get yours this year. There's gonna be time, but when push comes to shove, we may have to buck up and say, you know what I mean? Are we gonna sacrifice? Because right now we need this guy to do this job in this series, you know, when playoffs come and stuff like that. So um it, sometimes those younger guys are going to have to, you know, follow the lead of the vets and, and ultimately guys, as Raj, as you said, let's not for, forget LeBron and AD and Russ are probably going to be calling the shots when it comes to like, Hey, we need, and, and Rondo too, even though he might not be playing, he's got a heavy influence on who's playing and how to do, I mean, we know what he did in those film sessions in the bubble. Um, and so he's got, he carries a heavyweight too when it comes to making some of these decisions. So, um, I just think this team is, they're just too well rounded. I just, I don't know how else to explain it. I think that, I think games are going to get out of control rather quickly. So, (laughs) yeah, man. I think 88 to 5, it's just uh, his best position. I
1: think, I think that's going to uh, really what's going to help make or break the Lakers this year. I mean, his, his, um, his willingness to play at the five, so really, uh, I think the the Lakers with the that starting lineup, I think just even even with him with just the, those no, non-LeBron minutes, I think they're gonna do a lot of these hammer sets, um, where you know you have the ball that usually begins on the side be, begins on the wings, right on the on either side, uh, the ball handler gets a screen by a low pulse player, with the ball handler rejecting the screen and going for a baseline drive, um, but there's another action in action happening on the weak side with the low pulse player and this could be AD uh, as well and, and and screening for one of our wing players Ariza or Ellington at the wing you know so this gives us an, uh, an open corner three uh, option as Russ could just dish it uh, across the court if he's covered though if that that uh, corner three is covered AD could be rolling to the rim at the same time so he can be another option for an interior pass or even a lob Um so I mean, if if AD is covered though, right? If if that option is also covered, then you sh- you usually have a player flashing on to the high post around the free throw line. So you know, there's another option there for a mid range jumper that could be LeBron James, right? Um, so I, I just think uh, there's there's lots of options. I've even, even I haven't even talked about the 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 other option where Russ could just last resort, right, or first resort, just take it to the rim just because of how quick he is. I mean, uh, I am. I'm gonna publish this this uh, this article out tomorrow morning, and it's about Russ's speed because just the theme about all of this uh, these the training camp is his speed. It was at one point recorded that he he went uh, driving to the basket. He went 21.6 miles per hour, 21.6 miles per hour. But anyway, going back to AD, I think ad at the five is just going to work out way better for us i think we'll see a lot of horn sets um i i'd like to all you know we'll, we'll probably a lot see a lot of these ad isos as well as as everybody all the shooters pack up on the weak side and you see ad uh just uh you know taking it to to his man on 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 the post
0: yeah i like your point on the AD at the five like if you remember when um rondo got to new orleans right like he signed with new orleans and mm-hmm. ad uh became the was the center in there and they i think they had nikola Mirotic as their power forward but ad is just the best rim running center in the league right because he's mm-hmm. not just a rim running center he's a guy that can catch lobs he can catch it in the paint dribble fade away jump shirt he can also catch it floater just a whole different type of big than westbrook's really even played with and I, to me westbrook is a guy. He's one of the best law passers ever to me. Like he, he throws law passes at full speed. You know what I mean. He drives full speed and he reads the help in two seconds and throws it up. And he gets, he gets bigs paid to me. Stephen Adams got a hundred million dollar contract to me because Russell Westbrook really fed him. Go watch Stephen Adams in New Orleans last year. I mean, just it's ugly basketball. Don't go watch Stephen Adams in New Orleans. But if you go to, um, go watch Daniel Gafford in, uh watch Daniel Gafford in Washington. Like he's a nice young player, but Westbrook's gonna get. The, get that guy really paid down. we is going to get big time minutes this year, because I think Westbrook just really upped his game. He uplifts bigs in a way that just a lot of guards don't. He's a guy that really looks for his bigs. And um, he's never played with a guy like AD. Um, I guess the closest would be like a young Ibaka. But again, however you think of young Ibaka, however you think of Adams, AD is just in a different stratosphere as a finisher. So, so I'm really excited to see that. I think they can have really good. Uh, in sync kind of game together and, you know, not to go back to Dennis Schroeder, but I mean, Dennis Schroeder is a nice player, but I think it's just a difference when you have a guy that actually looks for him, then that, that can pass, right. Dennis Schroeder can pass. He just doesn't look for it. He's more of like a, one wants to one get lob. kind of
1: one look. lob.
0: Yep, yeah. All season
1: long. One lob.
0: I, I've seen that stat. I also think AD is a little at fault for that. He wasn't rolling as hard. You know, That's it's still one lob. one lob. One lob is one lob, but I think, <laughs> Yeah. That's true. One lob is one lob, but uh, AD had fifteen lobs total last year. I mean, fifteen like dunks total last year. So just think in like thirty-six games or something. So uh, it wasn't just Dennis Shooter, but but yeah that that can be part of it but yeah i just see ads just crazy rim running kind of center and again he's not just a rim runner but it just changes everything opens up the game for guys like malink monk you you talked about coach uh kendrick nunn uh trevor reza open shots you know carmelo anthony all those guys get open looks because when you have a center that can rim run you have to put attention to it you also have to put attention to westbrook going 90 miles an hour to the rim and then also you have to kind of you also kind of have to guard that LeBron guy running the wing. So like you, you got to leave a dude open and I compare it to the nets, right? You don't want to leave Joe Harris open, but you have to, like there's no other choice. Now, Joe Harris shot 18% in the playoffs or whatever, but still like, that's a guy that you kind of have to leave open. So that I think those guys are going to get open looks and they just have to make them this year.
2: So my last point is, is that um, you mentioned that, you know, Russell Westbrook makes all those bigs bigger or or, sorry Mm -hmm. better um and what I was gonna say is is I think we can all tell already we can safely say Russell Westbrook knows what he's got already I mean you you can just tell like the way he's walking around the way he's smiling like a little interview after practice day with AD it doesn't take long before you realize like oh okay yeah this is what I have I've been doing this with certain guys and, and I've been making, but I have this now, like, this is, who, this is who I'm okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's go ahead and let's get to work ASAP. So I, you can just tell, like, he knows what he's got working for him too. I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be a whole lot of, of um, successful, you know, Russell Westbrook to Anthony Davis um, looks and and rise, and, as you said, I mean, you've got two of the best, two of the best interior passers in the league interior that, mm-hmm. that's a whole and that's a whole different ball game that is rare and that's hard that's the hardest pass in the nba is that interior pass and we have two of the top guys in the league in lebron and westbrook who are those passers so you know those are the those are the hardest guys to find as we saw with dennis Schroeder last year he was a horrible interior passer he might be an average passer overall on the perimeter but interior is a totally different thing coach seen a lot of guys those are rare finds at any level and you know we got the top two so it bodes well for ad is is really what i'm saying
1: i'm excited you guys seem excited it's gonna be a fun year dude it's gonna be insane um and and i'm, I'm looking forward i'm looking forward even though we're gonna see limited minutes from from our guys i'm looking forward for this first preseason game obviously we're gonna have a few more and then we start opening night so I'm I'm really looking forward to it, um, guys. When we come back again in a month, we're gonna have a few games under the belt, our belt, in the regular season. So that will be uh, our chance to sort of take a look at the, that small sample size and see what's going on. See if if sacrifice is happening. See if um, you know if if we're seeing. Uh, how Westbrook's speed is impacting the game how, how he's uh, helping to elevate uh, AD at the five or at the four or how he's helping um, uh, you know the shooters around him you know elevate the game as well as he penetrates to the rim and kicks it out to them um, so we'll see we'll see how, how that uh, that works out but I'm excited to talk about it with you guys so man i'm I'm excited for for this season. Uh, i'm 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 I want to um, thank you guys for for jumping on and yeah, this is this concludes the Lakers Huddle for the first time ever. Um Guys, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at hashtag Lakerpod and on Instagram at hashtag Lakers. Guys, with that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time.